Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies in their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share a deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. The mic is hot. <laughs> oh my god. Hello. Welcome to Crack One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And it's a scorcher today out there. Oh it's about god. 90 something degrees. It's hot. It's sunny. Welcome to the summertime. I've even heard rumors of a thunderstorm rolling in just because it's so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> It's unlivable. <laughs> I like it. Ugh. Welcome to Global Warming, baby. Welcome to the coolest summer of your life. Basically. <laughs> uh, so because it's so hot outside, because it is sweltering, mm -hmm. and because with the microphones on, we can't turn on the air conditioner. Uh, what are we cooling off with today? <laughs> Good question. This week, we are cracking open New Normal an unfiltered IPA from Crossroads Brewing Company in Athens, New York. According to their website, Ken Landon and Janine Manette uh, purchased the Brooks Opera, Opera House in historic Athens in October of 2009, following years of planning and searching for a suitable property for their brew pub. After another year of renovations, Crossroads Brewing Company opened with a seven-barrel brew house and a tiny tasting room where their first beer was poured on October 1st, 2010. The full kitchen and restaurant opened two years later in June 2012. And then the website says, quote, The unique building was once again the pride of the beautiful Riverside Village, just as it was in 1893. So naturally, I wanted to find out more about the Opera House. Mm-hmm. And there was literally no information to be found <laughs> about it, aside from the fact that it was like completely decrepit when they purchased it in 2009, which is why it took an additional year of renovations before they could open it. <laughs> so although Ken and Janine initially contracted the brewing of Outrage Ale, which was sold in New York City, they decided to hire a full-time brewer for their new brew pub location. They hired Hutch Kugeman, which is such a brewer name <laughs> Hutch Kugeman uh, formerly of Great Adirondack Brewing Company in Lake Placid and they pretty much gave him free reign to create new beers for Crossroads hmm. and right out of the gate 
Crossroads won the Matthew Vassar Cup for Best Brewery in the Hudson Valley in 2011 and the John Kalen Award for Best IPA in New York State. They've even accrued medals from the World Beer Cup and the Great American Beer Festival. Wow. Adam Krauzak eventually took over as head brewer, continuing to brew beers that won awards. And with the locally sourced menu and generally good vibes, <laughs> the brew pub has won best restaurant in Greene County four times as well. Wow. In 2016, Ken and Janine felt like it was time to start looking for options to expand because the brewery had been running at full capacity in Athens since it opened. Uh, and in 2000, in October of 2017, they opened a tap room in nearby Catskill with the 20 uh, BBL brew house promising to meet demand for canned products as well as tap lines across New York and beyond. I read in an article from Times Union that there were actually times when Crossroads would have to hold off on delivering kegs to other restaurants and bars because they still needed it to serve everyone who was walking into the brew pub itself. So they were like overly uh, overextending themselves, overextending themselves. Yes. Interesting. That's cool. Much like, um, New England brewing company company Connecticut. Although that's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. But similar situation. I had to pull back, pull back from other States and and only focus on Connecticut. Yeah. So despite the fact that new new normal sounds like it would have been released during the pandemic, it was actually released a few years ago. And in fact, it took home the 2018 Tap New York bronze medal for best IPA in New York State. Well, yeah, I figured it was it was being made now. Yeah, me too. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So new normal clocks in at 6.2 ABV and has an IBU rating of 70. The hops used in New Normal include Mosaic, El Dorado, and Amarillo. Mm. All right. So I know Amarillo doesn't even have anything to do with armadillo or even really sound like armadillo, but every time I hear Amarillo hops, I picture a green armadillo. I might be crazy, but that's just me. That's I totally get where you're coming from. That's fair. (laughs) So Mosaic hops, a.k.a. Citra on steroids. Uh, Mosaic was released in 2012 featuring clean but very complex characteristics, making it a triple threat hop. That's right, Mosaic can be used for bittering, flavor, and aroma. It has high alpha acids but low cohumulone, making them pleasantly hoppy with notes of mango, pine, citrus, tropical fruit, stone fruit, bubblegum, blueberry, or berry medley. And the, pa- <laughs> the parents of Mosaic are Nugget and Simcoe, which makes sense because the goal with Mosaic was to create a hop variety with similar aromatics to Simcoe, but one that would also offer higher yields come harvest time. Next up, we've got El Dorado hops, which were released in 2010 and feature a uniquely fruity flavor profile, including tropical fruit, pineapple and mango, in addition to having Uh, desirable bittering and aromatic properties aromas include pear watermelon stone fruit and candy combine this with the fact that it has a high alpha acid um, good storage ability and high yields and el dorado is truly an outstanding commercial variety of hops and besides that its name was inspired by the fabled city paved with gold because the hops have a golden dust of lapulin And last but not least are Amarillo, which have a distinct flowery, spicy, and tropical note, 
and they're considered dual purpose for both aroma and bittering, but they're often used for dry hopping to augment the kind of lemony, orangey, citrusy character in that particular brew. And Amarillo hops were discovered by accident. There was no purposeful breeding intended for them, but they were found growing alongside Liberty hops at Gamache Farms in Washington in 1990. And they looked just a little different in color, size, and the way that they grow. So the farmers knew it was different than Liberty. They named it Amarillo because of its slightly more yellow color. And Amarillo is yellow in Spanish. Mm. Uh, Gamache Farms owns all rights to this variety and is the exclusive grower of Amarillo. So they're not exactly easy to come by unless you're a big commercial brewer because they get first dibs. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. And uh, that is all she wrote. <gasps> cool. She being <beans>. me. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I wrote. So, so this is awkward. So, like, what do we do it? now? <laughs> is it like I don't know? Maybe time to like I don't know, like drink the beer. Yeah. <gasps> I want to get a sound effect for when we when it's time to crack the beer, like some kind of something exciting. The sound of a cracked beer when we crack it isn't exciting enough? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I want more. I want it all. All right, let's do this. Let's get that beer. I brought the beer. Mm-hmm. Did you bring the cracks? Now let's crack. Ooh, yours didn't explode. Ooh. Oh, because I dropped mine a little bit? Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I got these really floral notes right off the right off the crack. Oh, I didn't I I didn't stop to smell the roses. I just started <laughs> pouring. I'm surprised there's not too much of a head. Oh, well, you have more of a head than I do. I got a little bit of a head. I got your typical IPA head. Mm-hmm. That's a very healthy head on this. Ooh, yeah, citrusy. I get citrus and a little bit of pine. I get citrus and pine now, but when I yeah. cracked it, I got a lot of the floral notes. But yeah, now I get like the mm. typical IPA with a little bit of that. Not graham cracker, but that like weedy, weedy kind of smell that you usually get from like a heavier IPA. Mm-hmm. Well, this is unfiltered, so that would be why. Cheers! Cheers! That was that was terrible. Pathetic. Let's do that again. <laughs> but we're also Cheers. overly full. Okay. Yeah, they just still didn't hear it, but that's fine. That was better, <laughs> at least for my own edification. That was better for me. That's a lot of flavors all at once. My my tongue is still trying to pick them apart. It. Tasted like it's very, I feel like it's very mosaic dominant. Yeah, it tastes like, oh man, what's the thing? It tastes like the sediment on the bottom. It tastes like heavy, dank yeast. Yeah, I get yeast more than anything. I wonder if that that has to be due to the unfiltered part of it, right? Maybe. I mean, this is this is a very hazy boy and like. It's pretty hazy, yeah. You know, the yeast hit me like a like a ton of bricks. Mm. I had to take another sip. Okay, that was a little better. Oh, that first sip though, I almost <laughs> didn't want to drink anymore. No offense to uh, yeah, I saw your normal, face, but ooh, that first sip was like what you get at the bottom of the glass. But that was nice. That was really nice. Still a little yeasty, but that's fine when you get like a hazy boy. Yeah, that's to be expected. You, it's hard to pick apart the flavors. It's Fruity, it's citrusy. Yeah, but they all kind of just mesh into e- into each other. 
now I'm get I'm as I keep sipping, I'm getting more like piney resiny notes as well. I get that resin. The resin is definitely there. That kind of resin right at the back. Sweetness. I do get the pine. I'm trying to pick apart the fruity kind of citrusy notes I get because I can't really pick them apart, which is actually kind yeah. of nice because I'm not like, oh, that's papaya. Oh, that's mm-hmm. grapefruit. It is just like this. It's not a juice bomb. No, but no. it's it's this kind of there is a little bit of like a juicy kind of citrusy kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I can't just sit here and pick apart the flavors for you going guava, yeah. papaya, grapefruit, apricot, 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 apricot. Apricot, papaya, 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 papaya. <laughs> well, they also didn't really give a description of the beer, which I mean, Do it's, it's a good thing and a bad heads? thing. Yeah, I feel like part of the time it does definitely give me like it plants an idea in my head, but I'd also like to know where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think that I've had enough beers. Have you? Of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That I would be able to tell you, yes, that's this, or yeah, or no, or that's papaya, that's pineapple. Mm-hmm. But I really can't. You know what else I'm getting toward the, when I breathe out, I'm going to have to take another sip because this might just be me going crazy. Uh, it is like 100 degrees. It is. Um, see, I didn't get it that time. I almost got the smokiness from the uh, that German beer. Oh, no, there's nothing Sri Lanka about this. Yeah, I almost got like a Sri Lanka kind of thing for a second there. I don't know what that was. Maybe in the heft of the beer, maybe in the yeast or the wheat. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be that they use similar wheat or malts. Yeah, there's something in there that was very similar for a sip. Yeah, you know, that first sip was awful, but I haven't <laughs> got That hasn't repeated yet. I actually like this a lot for a, a hazy, heavy IPA. I don't know what it was about that first sip because I was going to I was going to put the glass down. I know. I, like I said, I saw your face. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, I picked wrong. <laughs> um, but no, th- like, it's nice. It's really nice. I don't know if this is 100-degree weather beer. Nah, uh, really. This is, I would have this in the fall or winter. I didn't anticipate a heat wave yeah. when we were drinking this. Or maybe the spring, I would not be drinking this. Or in their probably air-conditioned tap rooms, mm-hmm. I would imagine. <laughs> I would eat this at dinner in like a well-conditioned place. But right now, we're out. We're sitting in a living room with no air conditioner. Or I was out on the deck before enjoying our tiki deck. Yep. This is not the beer I would choose. No. That being said, if I just wanted a nice IPA, this is absolutely something I would get in a restaurant. Or oh, something. absolutely. And this is perfect for the um, about the fall. In the fall, I really want fall beers, but this is perfect for the wintertime mm-hmm. or early spring. Oh, yeah. Early spring. I could see that. Yeah, I'd be I would be interested to find out what time of year they did release this because I, I didn't see that. I don't know. You got it now. Yeah, but had you seen it on the shelf for a long time? No, but I I also haven't seen Crossroads available in our liquor store, so I feel like they probably just started getting a few in. Oh, maybe. When was it? When was this can born? <laughs> oh, it just has a batch number, not a not a date that it was canned. Two forty eight twenty. It was February forty eighth, two thousand twenty. Duh. Oh, duh. <laughs> It was probably born on the, if it's like some other things, it's the 248th day of 2020. No. Yeah. 248th day of 2020, maybe. Ah, uh, no, they wouldn't have. Would they really be, that would be shipping out six months old August? beer? No, they had to no. come through it by yeah, then. Yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, the beer had gone bad, although that would explain that first sip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and unfiltered. There, I don't see a lot of sediment. Yeah, it's just very hazy. Sediment. It's just super hazy. And I guess maybe we'll see once we get it, down further. It does taste like sediment. It does. That first sip was definitely sedimenty. I think maybe that's on the foam. That's the froth. Maybe. 
Maybe that's why I tasted that first sip like that and you didn't because you didn't have as much of a head as I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good detective work. Right? I really still can't pick apart the flavors. I mean, there's definitely a papaya-y kind of thing Yeah, I get stone fruit, like, generically, I guess. I can get the apricot. That kind of, like, savory, sweet fruit. Yeah, but it's not like most of the time where it punches in your face. This is definitely apricot or this is definitely papaya. Yeah. Or here's guava. (laughs) Which, to be fair, guava is not like super often. No. Um, but in this one, although I can, as I'm going about halfway through, I can start to pick apart those flavors. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily tell you that it is certainly this or certainly that, which is nice and refreshing for a change. Because like I always say, I don't like IPAs and I will have them all the time at breweries. Mm-hmm. But we're doing the show. We want something different and new and talk. exciting. Yeah, it's tough to talk about. It's another apricot, guys. Yeah. So it's nice to have something that's got that familiar formula, mm-hmm. but isn't like, I can pick up, it's, uh, this is the apricot, and here it comes. It's the grapefruit. <laughs> okay, guys. And for a change, here's some guava, followed by pineapple. But it's not really pineapple, because it's all in the hop. The hop makes the flavors the way they are. <laughs> and it just kind of like... <laughs> it's oh. like antique uh, furniture roadshow or whatever. It's like, it's like, ugh. Speaking of pineapple, did you see that Thimble is bringing back Lanai? <gasps> Lanai is delicious. So good. Lanai is quite the summertime tiki. Call beer. back to one of our first 10 episodes. I think it was like seven or eight. That was, early, it was early on. Yeah. Yeah. No, Lanai is very good. Reed is really Lanai good. is excellent. It's I just, a pineapple coconut sour ale from Thimble Island Brewing Company. Check it out if you are, are able around to. Here. Yeah. You, you can taste the pineapple. You can taste the coconut. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. Absolutely. I actually just had the Amelia, which is a watermelon mm-hmm. sour, which is amazing. Which also fantastic. I would say we need to do an episode on it if there were more, was more information on it, but it's just. Yeah. I mean, I know this is about Crossroads and we'll get back to it in a second. <laughs> if you're in the Connecticut area or you have the chance to get Thimble Island, I don't know if they ship anything out of state. Yeah, if they do, it would be like sure. New York City. But if you can get Thimble Island and you can get Amelia, it is a sour watermelon beer with lemon juice. And it just tastes like a watermelon juice mm-hmm. uh, that t- it tastes like a watermelon jelly rancher candy. It's super refreshing. It's a little sour. It's really sweet, it, but not like sickeningly so. Mm-hmm. It. Is not just for beer drinkers. I mean, I know it is a beer, but it does not have any hint of being a beer. Yeah, it really it's doesn't. Just an awesome, kind of wild, Jolly Rancher candy drink, and everyone I think needs to try it. Yeah, so I think everybody would like it. By and large, everyone over twenty one. <laughs> By and large, Thimble has been pretty much killing it with their Sour Siren series. Absolutely, I would a hundred percent agree. Back to new normal. Back to new normal. There was a reason I went to the Thimble Island thing. <laughs> And all that. Oh, the pineapple oh, and stuff pi- like that. Yeah. It's nice to have a beer where you don't know what the flavor is necessarily right off the bat. Yeah. It's nice to have something where you got to think about it or you don't or you have don't to think, think about, about it. it. Exactly. It's it's nice where I can. I mean, obviously, it doesn't make for a good episode, but it's nice to have something where I can drink it <laughs> and I'm not picking apart anything. Obviously, that yeast is there. That yeast is actually. Maybe I think I would prefer something a little less yeasty, a little yeah. more fruity. I'd be, um, I don't know if they, they definitely didn't release like a filtered version of this, but I would be interested in a in filtered, what a filtered, but yeah, yeah. Like what is the difference? Like I know hazies are still kind of a big thing and there are some hazies I 
absolutely love and adore, but mm-hmm. I think overall hazies are lazies almost like <laughs> <laughs> hazies is lazies is going to be my new catchphrase for this. We should make a Hashtag pin and sell it. Hazy is lazy. Yeah. Hazies is lazy. Uh, it, it just seems like you don't want to filter it. You don't want to put the extra effort in. You can put it in. It's probably cheaper. You probably get a better uh, cost to revenue. Mm. Oh yeah. Cause I'm, cap on I'm sure it is you, pretty lose, high. you lose so much volume by taking out the, the, the vegetation. So sure. Keep going with the hazies. I mean, there are some hazies that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that's coming to mind right now is cloud source because it's hundred degrees and I can't think, <laughs> but those hazies like cloud source, which I think we did an episode on, or I've definitely mentioned a no, few times on the yeah. show uh, from that's from two roads and Two Roads wasn't the first hazy I've had that is, is really good like that, but it's, no, but they it's a hazy that is not just like let's throw the sediment in there to make it hazy. It's mm-hmm. thought out. It's well balanced. Yes, most people will make a hazy and not balance the hazy with the rest of their beer, so the haze kind of takes over. Which you know is a little happening a little bit in this where that kind of haze, that yeastiness, kind of overpowers, overpowers, or outshines the other flavors, but. The other flavors are packed quite a punch. Yeah. In a cohesive unit, almost like a team. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell like pineapple, guava. No. I feel like Eldorado and Amarillo are very often paired together and there must be a reason for it. I also believe that is true because I believe I'd be hard pressed to find one where they're not paired together. Yeah. Yeah. But you need that. You need that citra on steroids mm-hmm. uh, to overtake that that yeast bomb that is these beers. Yes. But I would also be interested. And here's where I play devil's advocate. Okay. Fuck the hops or go low on the hops. All yeast. We talked about this last episode or the episode before, how Did you we? wanted to focus more on what does the yeast or what does oh, the no, malt no, no. bring yes. to it? I would, I would really love a, a series where it's like, one of my favorite hops is galaxy hops. I would love a galaxy hop series where mm-hmm. what changes is not the hop, but, uh, or New Zealand hops because now I'm all about New Zealand hops too. But I think love New Zealand outside hops. of New Zealand hops. Check out our not next episode, but the following episode <laughs> <laughs> for more. <laughs> uh, New Zealand hops are dope. But before that, I'm and even still, like I love Galaxy hops. Love them. Mm-hmm. Do a Galaxy hop series, but you change the wheat and the malt, Ooh. and that's what changes. And I want to experience what makes because that's the thing. It's like we have a small. We are not rich, guys. I know you think we're huge podcasters with our dozens of views, Uh, (laughs) but we have a small one bedroom apartment with a really nice deck that I've decorated tiki style. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It makes it feel like a a staycation. I know. (laughs) It's a nice apartment, but it's small (laughs) and I don't have the room to homebrew. Otherwise, I would absolutely be all about that. Oh, for sure. We actually have, um, I guess- my cousin-in-law, <laughs> uh, my cousin, he's yeah. really into brewing uh, and home brewing, and he has the space to do it. And he's made some awesome things. We want to yes. get him on here at one point on the show mm-hmm. to talk about home brewing and what he does and how it works and what's different about it. I feel like we could that that could be like a two part episode. With oh, him. no, for sure. Yeah. We just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, but you never really get to like when, when you're us or even when you're home brewing, it's it's tough. I mean, you're experimenting and stuff like that, but you don't get to have those experiments with what malts go best with what yeasts and what mm-hmm. yeasts go best with what malts. I mean, maybe if you have the college classes in some universities are doing now, like um, we have a couple that are doing brewing courses uh, where you really get to learn that kind of thing. But I think that's something dear that's listener, really- if you would like to send us money so that I can take classes at Sacred Hearts uh, <laughs> brewing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brewing classes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but it's like $14,000. <laughs> I got you, boo. With, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, but, but I think most people, even people going to school for it, even people that are homebrewing and learning to do it, it, it's tough to know what that is to bringing to the table because yeah. so many breweries focus on the hops because it's easy. It's sexy. It's a little like round thing. It's like a little, it's, it's pantomount to weed in terms of what you're comparing, comparing it to. So mm -hmm. it's easy to advertise that like this little green bead is all you need to make beer, <laughs> but there's so much more that goes into it and yeasts and malts and warts and all that. And this has so much juicy notes and that these all come from the hops, but what yeast are they using? What malts are they using? What could change if they took away some stuff or added some stuff or, or what? But that being said, what I was talking about here, which would probably be disgusting to drink, <laughs> would be take away the hops almost. all. all. I want to see what this beer tastes like. Yeah. No hops. Give me just all that yeast. But at the other hand, what would that taste like if we changed out the malts? Could you make an almost pure malty yeasty drink? And I'm sure someone has, I am sure it's not beer, but something adjacent to beer that Ooh. exists. Ooh. No, that wouldn't be mead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know, right? I guess maybe, I think there might be a Mexican beer, kind of like it, or not a Mexican beer, but a Mexican drink mm -hmm. where it's cornmeal and um, wheat and stuff. I can't remember. You mean remember the, the one that. that I talked about? last year the i, I want to say it's called chicha where they chew the grain yes and okay yes uh I, that's probably close to what i'm talking about mm -hmm. but i'd really be interested in trying stuff like that i mean pre-chewed grain sounds disgusting but yeah you, you probably can make something that does it but and also hey, the alcohol there's tons of people that drink the, coffee yeah. that has been pooped out by other animals so. it's true <laughs> and right. and Coffee's oh, I like coffee, but like that's gross. <laughs> but the pre-chewed thing, but like it's that's a delicacy. That's gross. But also the alcohol probably destroys any of the bacteria that's in the pre-chewed stuff. Oh, for sure. But also machines could probably chew it. But fecal matter has different chemicals, so I can see that being a thing. I don't want to mm. talk about fecal matter on our show. <laughs> anyway. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's time to talk about the can, right? There you go. All right. So the can is faded looking i guess a little bit faded it has a, a bit. fade they're to very it. muted colors yeah they're like faded versions of all the colors that are on here which makes me think that it came out not in the summertime oh because of the colors used yeah mm, regardless it's not a summer drink i don't mm -hmm. think it's trying to pretend to be yeah but i can see that not a lot of states on here they must ship pretty far holy crap hawaii is on here anyway sorry <laughs> So it's a tall boy with a wraparound label, not a whole heat sink, la sink label, I guess you would call it. The whole like full body label. Mm. Um, I'm going to learn the terms for that one day. One I'll, day. I'll figure out how cans are advertised. It is my part of the show. <clears throat> but it's uh, this faded black in the middle with the end banners being an orange color, a light orange. That's also faded. I would say faded. melon or cantaloupe. I'll give you the cantaloupe. I'll give you the cantaloupe or even a, a faded pumpkin. And on the left side, you've got CrossroadsBrewingCo.com in big bold letters <laughs> with a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram logo. You've also got the independent craft brewing logo on the side, which is nice. We haven't seen that in a little while. It's true. I don't get why more brewers don't put that logo on there. It makes it more appetizing to me. Uh, and then you've got a tap keg, mini keg, tap keg, barrel, and growler. 
So I guess they're saying you can get this beer in any form. Yeah, I think how that's, it's available. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's a the lot. same thing on the website when you go into each of their and the pages. How you for get the, it? Yeah. That's really neat. I like that a lot. It's not the first brewery to do that on the websites, but it, I think it's the first one that we've seen on the can, on the can. as well. Because if you buy the can, you're wondering where else you can get it. And then mm-hmm. if you see it in these ways, you're like, oh, wow. Ah. Like, especially if so. If I loved this beer so much that like and I was local mm-hmm. and I was having a party. Then we could go get a keg. Go for get it. a keg yeah. for it and you'd be good. Right. So that's pre- that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, at least in Connecticut, I don't think any of our local breweries do that. So you've kind of just got to go. Like we have one big liquor store where you can go into their fridge and see their kegs. Yeah. But most you have to contact directly and see what is actually available. Interesting. And they have Think New York, Drink New York, which I don't think is the first time I've seen this label, but I really like it. It looks like a hanging sign yeah. sign in a pub. It's right below that. And it's two tall Pilsner glasses, like the champagne flute kind of ones clinking together. Mm-hmm. And then it's got the government warning, which is also bold and pretty big. And then it's got all the states, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho. Uh, I think that's Missouri. No, that's Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New York, Oregon, Vermont, five cents. And then California cash refund, very bold, very big letters for that that I've seen. Then on the right hand side for the banner, you've got Crossroads Brewing Company and it's a compass, which is kind of cool, like an old school compass, which I think is nice. Yes. And it's exactly the kind of faded kind of adventurous Indiana Jones logo you'd think it would be. Does this logo look familiar to you? Absolutely. Yeah. 150%. I was going to say, I picked I picked this up without looking at that logo first. But as I as I saw that logo while I was researching the beer, I was like, we've definitely had something from them before. Maybe while we were in New York. Maybe. Is what the I'm other thinking. thing about the logo is this faded compass and this font is very Indiana Jones adventurer. <laughs> I might have played a Tomb Raider or uh, Nathan Drake Uncharted game with this fairy logo. Who knows? No, but if you, <laughs> so I saw it on like it, they have this logo on their glasses and I feel okay. like we've had their something with their. So maybe we didn't even oh, have their beer, have. but we had it with their glass. When you said Crossroads, it sounded familiar, but I honestly don't know which one it would be. Yeah. The other thing about Crossroads Brewing Company, you know what would be really cool for mm-hmm. a brewery name is if they were in New Orleans mm-hmm. and it was Crossroads Brewing because that's where you meet the devil in New Orleans oh, yeah. and make the deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a really, you could make a really cool logo out of that. True. Um, but no, that I think the logo is pretty cool. The Indiana Jones fan in me loves it. Then it says Mosaic, El Dorado, and Amarillo, and the font is completely different from the other side of the can. We are no longer bold. We are like almost handwritten type font. Uh, and then but it it's says, the same as the new normal. You haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is the same as the new normal. 6.2 alcohol by volume, 70 IBU, which I didn't mention because you were on a roll. I do like that they put the IBUs. Yep, finally. Uh, <laughs> one pint, brewed and canned in Catskill, New York. So this is not their main brewery. It's the tap room. This is the tap room. It's it's brewed, which is really interesting because we don't have any of that in Connecticut yet. Mm-hmm. Connecticut, I think, is just getting to the point where stuff like that's going to start happening soon. Yeah. But I'm very interested to see when it does happen because one of our favorite breweries um, that's not in Connecticut is Ballast Point. And I know they have a ton of tap rooms all over mm-hmm. the place. And I think that's really interesting. Um, but I think we're going to start seeing more of that, maybe starting with Two Roads or even Thimble yeah. if they expand even more because right now with their kitchen. Yep. They got to go somewhere else if they want to start brewing even more. Yep. Uh, new normal. The, the So the middle is that faded black I was talking about. And the background of the can is all these symbols, which is really cool. Almost like wingdings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it looks like, to be honest. Word. So closed compass, the compass arrow, 
a keg, the growler, the state of New York, the words IPA. It's just all, all alternating icons. Hops, yeah. Taps, X's all over the place. It's pretty dope. It's like a wallpaper. And the main stay is new normal where it's whited out in front of that wallpaper and all white. And it's the state of New York. New normal's got that same handwritten font like you were talking about in the center. Which is actually kind of Tim Burtony now that I think about it. It is. And then <laughs> maybe a, that's why I was drawn to it. <laughs> a an orange banner going across the state of New York that says Northeastern India Pale Ale. And on the bottom it also says Crossroad Brewing Company in bigger letters. And an almost dark green type banner. So when you're looking at it, it definitely kind of catches your eye with all that wingdings in the background. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on in those shapes that make you want to be like, what are these shapes? Like I think one of the shapes is a dog bone and a metal. The metal makes sense because they're award winning. Yep. The dog bone. Do they have a brewery dog? I, do we need to go to this brewery? I, I don't. They didn't talk about it. I love brewery dogs. But no, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, I can see why you grabbed this can. I think this can is definitely with the black and the orange kind of like Halloween almost in a way. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but I get why you would grab it. Like the amount of shapes, the amount of things it grabs your eye. It does. And I think that the artistry is in the theory behind the can like mm-hmm. I, I like obviously it's not like the greatest picture of all time it's not trying to be artistic or super colorful it's trying to grab your attention yeah black orange and it's unique faded. to the brewery it's unique to the brewery it's got the state of new york and it's got that wallpaper with all those little shapes and i think those little shapes all mean something mm-hmm. which is cool and you can find the associated shapes kind of around the beer but also that the the shapes kind of draw you in because you want to pick up the can and at the very least, look at what all little shapes mean while you're walking through the aisle. And then once you've picked up that can and you're looking at it, you're probably going to get at least one can if you're in a place where you can buy just one can, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool and a very good way of thinking about things. Yeah. That's all I got on the can, unless you have anything Does to it? add that you wanted to add about the can. Uh, no, I covered what I had to cover. But yeah, I think that's a very clever can. I think it's very good in a different kind of way. I think this is good in a marketing kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like cans go both ways, marketing or artistic design. And that's how you get people to do it. And that's a marketing kind of thing. And I think that's cool. That's what you got. I mean, I got to finish my last few sips of beer, but yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. I do want to say I apologize for not liking the beer on the first sip. (laughs) Uh, If I threw anybody off, anybody who's listening this far into the episode, I do like this beer. It's a good beer. That juiciness is unrecognizable and something that is interesting Mm -hmm. and different it is very yeasty it is very hoppy but that first sip was definitely me probably drinking the foam for the most part yeah (laughs) Uh, so don't let my first sip kind of throw you off (laughs) this is actually a pretty good this is probably the best hazy i've had in a while actually yeah to be to be honest most hazies are are hazies are boring (laughs) sorry yeah this is a little more interesting than most of the hazies we've had lately agreed all right well in that case, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. Ooh. Ooh. What you got to plug? 
Well, you know, I've got this little podcast called Forgotten Cinema, which only bred Forgotten Entertainment, which is the overarching company that owns all of these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So check that out. It's about uh, me and my buddy Mike Field. We talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch, uh, catch on with the audiences in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about them. Maybe don't love about them, but we always recommend you revisit them. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. We're available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, ForgottenEntertainment.com, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out, yo. I also have two player bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, sometimes my brother Alex, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join us as we talk about PlayStation, Xbox, PC, VR, Nintendo Switch. We have it all. We play it all. Uh, lately, we don't play much because there's not really much out due to this little thing called COVID, which kind of delayed most things. Uh, but we do play and we talk about all the latest news, previews and reviews on all these different systems. So check out that. Also at ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And then check out my audiobooks on Audible.com. That's right. Me and Jeff Bezos, we're besties. I have books there. Look up Michael Butler. I have books. Sour, which is like a Evil Dead meets Appalachian fairy tale where I do a bunch of Southern accents. Switch Art Fart and Gangsters, which is like a Guy Ritchie thing where I do a bunch of British accents. And it's an art theft uh, kind of book. I've also got other horror stories. Coffee at Midnight, which is a collection of short stories. Progressive Entrapment, which is a collection of really messed up horror stories. Uh, I've got Final Girl, which is like an 80s slasher film and more. Check out my books. I don't make money unless you buy these books. I want to get out of my day job so, so, so badly. Help me. <laughs> so bad. Help me make my dreams come true. Uh, and that's all I got for now. For now. So, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. All right, now turn on the air conditioner. Quick. Oh, God, please. Quick. quick. I'm melting.